right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 100th Monkey Podcast. I'm Ivan. I'm Aldo. And I'm Catherine. And today, who's picking out of the box? Who cares? Uh, Because we actually moved on from a hat, everyone, and we moved it into a box. We're a little bit more legitimate as podcasters. Yeah, sorry, I kind of spoiled you there. Yeah, I know. Like, (laughs) we... Uh, I yeah. totally uh, kill the thunder. Thanks well, for that, I Ivan. For, for everybody to be able to visualize it, it's it's like a small wooden yellow box. I'm sure eventually we can get to like a treasure box, some Ooh. embellishments, maybe some jewelry. I don't know. <laughs> if Sounds we're if we're thinking leveling up from a hat, uh, of which for context, before that it was a Ziploc bag. Yes. Yeah. Very classy. And that Ziploc bag often made it into the trash can after every episode. And then we were looking for the said Ziploc bag and we found it in the trash can. <laughs> All right. So we're now using a wonderful box. We'll see how temporary it is. I don't know. Next time we might take it out of a stuffed animal or something. I'm mostly excited because this box now has new prompts uh, for us to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for Ivan and myself, we have no idea what these prompts are as Aldo had a hand. I included in, some surprises. In, in, yeah, I can't speak. So, okay, I'm not going to pick. I guess I'm picking then. Yeah, I mean, pick I... Pick a good one, man. I ate a bunch of Don't let us down. if I did. Don't choke. You, you, you know, like, I picked all the worst topics. I know. I'm very so nervous. Yeah, but and it's, this is it's, a redemption it's, moment. It's new energy, though. It's a box. It's, it's not a energy. flashy hat. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Gender bending. What does femininity and masculinity mean to you? I can't even say that. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. You want me to read it? No, I, uh, I mean, did, I, I think we uh, got it, but okay. you know, I, I would hope so. Actually, yeah, I, I would like to. Read right, it, it wasn't because... expecting to go there today, but. I... <laughs> okay, mentally, I am not here. Okay, give me a second. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, let's talk about this. What does femininity and masculinity mean to you? Ooh, I feel like you have a lot of opinions, Ivan. Uh, way to put me on the spot there. Sorry, um, but. I don't know. To, to me, like, um, honestly, femininity and masculinity are not specifically like you have to be a hundred percent masculine to be a male or a hundred percent feminine are you saying it's a, a spectrum like yeah it's it's kind of like a spectrum and it's like a give and take some people have feminine traits like you know hygiene and because that's considered for most guys like femininity so right? to be manly i gotta be like rolling around in mud a little right gotta, gotta, gotta have, you gotta, gotta have, have a little an ode to be yeah. it's not <laughs> <laughs> it's not that you have to be like rolling around in mud, it's you have to be comfortable with rolling around in mud. So there's like certain mm-hmm. things like guys don't wear makeup, right? Like we see that as you like, guys itch your balls from time to I mean, time in public, like that. That would yeah. be masculine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, so genital scratching, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. That's that's top alpha male. Yeah. No, but I think like um, that you say, you know, there's obviously a, a certain level of social socially mm-hmm. acceptable hygiene, but I think like in terms of of femininity if you take it to like too much of a level it then becomes feminine mm. right mm-hmm. like you're you're always dressing in like as attention getting clothing as you could possibly get you you know you always like you you, you put on cologne to play a basketball game you know that's kind of a little extra really y- yeah i mean, I, mean I, I feel sweat. like that would be a little considerate um when you're playing against other people, it's kind of sticking That's a hard one, though, because yeah. all the deodorants in the spray, like, smell like cologne, Yeah, too. Yeah, because I, I think of it as offensive, like, if you just get uh, one of those Axe body sprays and just 
spray yourself all over. It's not oh, like no, a nice axe. formal cologne, but yeah. it's still just as present as far as odors go <laughs> <laughs> while thinking within the hygiene realm. Right, yeah, but I don't want to play basketball with somebody who sprays Axe like body, so body spray on by them, Dior. Yeah. Oh. Or anything, or anything really. Um, I don't know, there's just kind of like a certain like ruggedness. And it's not like you have to like not shower for days type of ruggedness, but there's there has to be some like level of acceptable ruggedness that is masculine in, in its trait. Like uh f- you know, <sighs> How do I, this is this is a really hard topic, by the way. This is a very it's hard, hard super one. difficult. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I can interject, sure. As a female, as a millennial, millennial female, <laughs> um, I realize that I want to gender bend more, but. I also realize that I'm probably a bit more traditional than I ever imagined before. So what do I mean by this? I probably dress more masculine at times, depending on how I'm feeling in my skin. Define dress masculine. Okay, yeah, that's great. Um, Bigger shirts, wider pants, sneakers. Um, I feel more safe in clothing like that, mm-hmm. right? right? Whether I'm like feeling bloated or if I just really, especially if I'm working out, I'll wear a fat, big, oversized t-shirt mm-hmm. so that nobody's like staring at me because I think in femininity, it's also something like really beautiful, but it's also something perceived as weak mm-hmm. or like a target, right? right. So if I'm on a really cute little dress, um, I'm going to get certain looks. Yeah. Um, so I think- yeah specifically for me like i like to kind of step into that through my clothing but when i think about me as an individual outside of like external looks i really feel very like i'm a very feminine person oh you definitely are the way that i like even touch somebody right like I, i will be very gentle or I will like look into somebody's head or eyes, not their head. Um, you have a nice. Yeah, I can see through. <laughs> or just the way you walk into a room or a friend of ours. I float. Yeah, I float. A no, friend of ours was saying that she like floats like into the room, like on a cloud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hair wisping in the wind. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, femininity to me is something that's lighter and masculine is heavier. I, yeah, I could tell. So it's like the that. feather to the rock. Yeah. And I do think that men, though, even heterosexual, let's say alpha male stereotype, can step into that lightness or that featherness, like depending on their situations. I would imagine right. the femininity in a man, that alpha male, right, comes more out when they're at home, for instance, or they're doing dishes or they're helping their children with homework. Right. Um, yeah, and things that are associated patience. with being maternal. Yeah, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, nurturing. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I, I, a lot of that, but there's also the masculine side, like in 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 the paternal sense. Like when something goes wrong, dad's got to be dad, mm-hmm. right? At least that that's that's my parenting logic. Um, when yeah, because being yeah. a parent, I, I would imagine shouldn't feel like either you know feminine or masculine. It's just caring for something like shouldn't that be in like a neutral ground of sorts yeah i think that talking about gender bending i think that's where gender bending because if you you know you care about your kid uh you don't mind 
doing the feminine role to just, you know, be a part of your kid's life. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, um, one day Annie got super sick and Annie's my daughter. She got super sick and, um, she, we were, it was a Valentine's day, right? And she couldn't go to the Valentine's day party and she was so upset. So I told her like, let's go to Publix and buy like all of your favorite Valentine's day treats and we we're going to eat them and then we're going to dance and we're going to play. And we had like this great time and we played princesses and Aww. we did all this stuff. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> you sweet. probably made a beautiful princess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I'm, I'm imagining you now with like pigtails and a little skirt <laughs> just yeah. rolling around. So it was not fun for me because dancing and, and being a princess isn't my favorite thing to do. But, you know, she remembered it and she remembers mm-hmm. it to this day that that. I, you know, I went out of my way to give her that Valentine's Day uh, party that she couldn't have, that she missed out on. So, I mean, if, if you really care about your kids, you're willing to do a lot of things. Um, and gender bending is one of them. And you do it like, and I don't think that's like, that's, I think that's the adult thing to do, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't think it's, it's like, I, I guess you could say it's manly. But I mean, a woman would do this too. I, I just think it's the adult, like the adult, the mature, the the right thing to do in that situation. And you would do the, that for your kid. Like, I don't know. It's That's weird because there, there's so much baggage associated with calling something manly or womanly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this tends to shift a lot over the times. Like uh, even like going back to clothing, uh, if you go back... Or to like the Rococo periods and such of men were wearing dresses like yep. it wasn't a big deal. The first high heels were worn by men mm-hmm. riding horses because it made it easier to, you know, be able to slip right. on and actually be able to ride. Long wigs still used in Parliament on occasion. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a lot that kind of changes with the eras. And I find that to be all the more strange when people feel so so stuck in their ways assuming that things like this will never change like uh, in other words this is a definitive man definitive woman when history shows you that that's been fluctuating you know forever oh, definitely. Now. I, I got the perfect example of that uh the hairy chest used to be a good thing oh i love a hairy chest still yeah. though that's preference Right, but yeah, that's, like there's that, a whole thing. Oh, this drink will get. Hey, everyone! Hair I love a hairy chest. <laughs> I'm Catherine. Well, we're the older generations. The newer generations, they don't like any of that stuff. Shaved like, clean. They, they want shaved clean everything. <sighs> if you're a swimmer, I understand, but that that's a lot of maintenance. Yeah, uh, but, but they again, want that. But yeah, that's, that's what the younger generations I guess, are yeah, into. I guess you're right. Baby smooth. Oh, the Ken doll look. The Ken doll look. Ugh. Yes. Ugh. So smooth. Like, that's like, but I prefer like a hairy bear. Yeah. I'm like the hairier, the better. Like the, how fun. Um, (laughs) I'm picturing like the, the circus man that looks like a a Yeti. Or cousin (laughs) it. Cousin it. Yeah. That's my guy. He really got it going on. Well, no, I'm picturing, uh, her just going like, (laughs) you nasty. Hairball. (laughs) <laughs> she rests her head on on her man's chest, and then she's like, bah, bah, bah. "For real." <laughs> but I do think the way that we can think of um, like femininity and masculinity, going back to external versus character traits that are just like inherently more motherly or more fatherly. I like that you had mentioned stepping into more maternal role in the Valentine's Day example, yeah. Ivan. 
um, especially in being a divorced parent. You yeah. have well, this to, was, this oh, was that actually was, before oh, the separation. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I would imagine now too, you have to step into that role well, I had when to, you have your kids. I had to right? because I, I was the one who had to stay home mm-hmm. because she had to go to work and I, my job was a little bit more flexible. So at that particular time, so I was the one who had to step up and not go to work that day and to stay with her and, you know, to make sure that she got better. And because I was there, I had, you know, I had to take over the, all those roles. That's, and I think that just shows you how important childhood is and how much your parents showing different sides of themselves is to a person to make them a little bit more full. Like my dad um, was always traveling. So my mom had to be both mother and father. That's tough. And so actually it makes so much sense as to why I am the way that I am now (laughs) where I'm like independent and I don't need anybody else. And to my deficit sometimes, right? Because I don't like to ask for help. But I do think I share, like I I express a lot of masculinity because I'm hyper independent. Right. But because I saw only my mom doing all the things. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And um and she was the one that I was scared of. Wow. Growing up. Terrified yeah. of my mother. Yeah. Terrified. But my dad would come home from his business trips and I'm like, "Oh my god." Like I would get emotional and that was love and that was giving me gifts and that was just a different type of parent. Right. right. I don't know. What about you, Aldo? So what's your childhood trauma? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so in my case, um, I grew up without a father. So to me, that typical male figure um, that I I hear of so often in, you know, like typical family, you know, structures, I just didn't have. However, my mom kind of filled both roles. She was a bit of a, of a tomboy Mm. in the sense that she would be teaching me how to use power drills, uh, how to build and construct things. Um, how to essentially fix the house. So she herself had a lot of those male traits, I guess you would say, while still being very motherly, very caring. So to me, she did more than enough to kind of fill both of those roles mm-hmm. simultaneously if we're thinking within you know, gender norms. So I don't feel like I missed out on a lot when it comes to that. Sure, I feel like it would have been interesting to see that other side, I guess, what a father could bring as far as you know, teaching the manly ways, mm-hmm. um, but also seeing just the way that society works, you know, friends, uh, other other family members, it, it's very much like a blurred line. And at the end of the day, it's more just the actions that a person is taking to better or worsen other people's lives. And whether or not it's masculine or feminine, at least to me, doesn't really mean much. Like, I, I, I find sense. it to be, you know, great that you were willing to step out of that comfort zone you know, to help out your daughter. That's amazing. And to see so many people that feel so hesitant to even be associated with the other gender because they find it to be an insult, I find to be incredibly strange and maybe an even missed opportunity for people to like understand themselves a little bit more. So that's, that's just my take. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, like the, the whole psychology uh, thing, they have like the anima and the animus and how, basically masculinity and femininity and how we both have like both traits and balancing what we need to get through life is like the the true you know Mm -hmm. path the true understanding of yourself it's 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 understanding like when you need to be masculine when you need to fill that role and when you need to be feminine and fill that role so you know i i have no problem filling both of those roles for my kids or or really in in any situation honestly 
uh, because I don't believe that you can, like, I learned this from uh, studying engineering. You just, like, there's no one way to approach a problem, right? And, mm -hmm. and just, and if you limit yourself to just one way to approach a problem, then you can only solve a certain number of problems. Yeah. So having the masculinity and the femininity when you need it, obviously I, I, I'm a man, I prefer masculinity. It's more comfortable for me. But stepping out of your comfort zone helps you solve problems that you would normally be able to solve because you're looking at it from the masculine perspective. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of in the same way for different reasons, but I'm kind yeah, of yeah. in the same boat as you as in the, you know, either or it depends on what you need and what you want to get done. Yeah. And, and even like the labels to me can like really kind of flow back and forth. Cause even something like being aggressive may be considered more masculine while being more of a pacifist is considered more feminine. Right. But, should we be at war all the time oh, if totally. we are to be more masculine? <laughs> Why can't it just be situational? Yeah. Or yeah. Right. Yeah. And honestly, like competitiveness, it's fun sometimes, but it's not fun all the oh, time. Oh, for sure. Like the to me, I love life. being competitive when it comes to, you know, like working out or playing games. I guess that male trait, if you want to call it that, I think can be very beneficial, but you know, I also don't want to compete with like a random stranger. I don't want to try to be the best at holding doors open, you know, organizing yeah. spaces. Like, <laughs> well, there are I was limits. thinking of, along the lines of even in the same night, like uh, we go out sometimes and, and, and you see me like I'm hyper competitive, like the first match. I want to win the first match. But after that, after I've won and I said, hey, look, I won, I stopped caring, honestly. Oh, is that, I, yeah, that, that your excuse for losing the other games <laughs> in Top Golf? <laughs> Meanwhile, my competition, I come in, I'm like, hey, guys, oops, I missed, whatever, who cares? You yeah. guys thought I was going to lose. I did, hey, pretty, I I did lose, I but I did you. pretty well. Uh, we, we didn't even think you were going to break double digits. <laughs> so I, I did. did. I, yeah, Aldo was, Aldo, 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 Aldo was the only one who did. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. I know oh, who my real back. friend is. <laughs> no, but it's it's true. Like 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 I because I, I want to show everyone that I can win when I need to, but in the same respect, I want to have fun more than I want to win. And if I'm always trying to win, it's not fun for anybody. Mm -hmm. It's not fun for me, and it's not. It's, yeah, it's no not one would want to hang out with you if you're like that all the time, right? But that being said, like, I feel the same way. I, I I definitely feel way more aligned with, like, masculine. But I, I find, like, it's okay to, like, take on some feminine traits whenever necessary. Um, or at the end of the day, just think more neutrally. Like, well, just, I don't really care about the polarities. It makes right. me sad, though, too, because, you know, you'll have men that don't want to express feminine traits as if it's a bad thing. Yeah. And if anything, you know, yes, women want, you know, strong pillars. And again, talking about heterosexual you know, relationships, but, but also like you, I would want my partner to be emotional and like be able to see and place themselves in my but shoes. But real men don't cry. Right. Right. <laughs> like right. it's just, it goes anything hyper, even mm. my hyper independence can be like to my deficit again. Right. So if you're hyper masculine, if you're hyper feminine, but you have to be able to like bend the rules. So going back to your point, it can be a spectrum. Right. And you can move around the scale. Nice. All right. Well. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. 
Uh, this has been the 100 Monkey Podcast. I'm Ivan. I'm Aldo. And I'm Catherine, also looking for a hairy man. <laughs> <laughs>